0: Sounds Interesting is a show about all things sound.
1: The show's focus is on our relationship to sound.
0: Whether scientific, social, psychological, cultural, spiritual, or just plain fanciful. Mostly we'll
1: be having fun exploring anything and everything that sounds interesting. I'm Peter Boisseau.
0: And I'm Shiloh Fagan. And you'll be listening to Sounds Interesting. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Sounds Interesting As fate would have it, we're launching on Halloween
1: This is going to be an episode full of fun, curiosity, and a little bit of silliness We're diving into sounds of the supernatural We're talking ghosts, we're talking psychics, and most importantly, we're talking EVPs
0: so, EVPs are electronic voice phenomena. They're noises found on electronic devices that can sound like specific words or messages. They're not heard at the time of recording by the human ear, but show up on the recording afterwards. In the ghost hunting or ghost busting world, it is believed that these EVPs are spirits speaking to us.
1: So Shiloh, you really threw yourself into this EVP research. What did you find out?
0: So the first person to capture and identify um, an EVP and the, sort of the father of EVPs was a painter from Ukraine. So in the summer of 1959, while listening to a recording he made of birds at his summer home, he interpreted um, what he thought what he thought were messages and a conversation happening in the recording, and. At first, he thought he was just like picking up static from from the radio. But then he realized that they were actually talking about the birds. Uh, So he ruled out that. And he came to the conclusion that these were actually ghosts and spirits uh, communicating through this like electronic recording that he had. That's really
1: interesting. I didn't know that. And I thought I knew everything there was to know about EVPs (laughs) And you also talked to some experts in the field, I guess.
0: I talked to a professional ghost hunter this week, which was pretty great, Daniel, and was introduced to a world that I that I knew very little about um, previously. Hi, Daniel. Uh, this is Shiloh from Sounds Interesting.
2: Oh, hey, Shiloh. How are you doing today? I'm
0: well. How are you? Good. Yeah, good. Good. Is now a good time?
2: Yeah, no, this works perfectly. I was wondering if you
0: could tell us a little bit about um, how you record um, EVPs, like what what goes into that? And like, how are you, how do you sort of discern whether it's like paranormal activity or, you know, the wind? It is not the easiest thing. If
1: I understand this correctly, the, the way to do this is you go out with several recording devices and you, um, if you capture something on one of the devices, but not the other, that's actually more credible than if you captured it on all the devices, because that implies there was some kind of supernatural force that inserted itself onto one of the devices specifically.
0: Yes, exactly. So what happens, what these professional ghost hunters do is they go into a space that they believe is haunted with a bunch of recording devices. Um, and, and I guess perform a seance or, or ha- yeah, perform a seance. I feel silly saying that, but that's what they do. That's what they say they do. Uh, they perform a seance and then they keep these recorders, recorders going uh, for the length of the time that they're in the in the space, and then afterwards they go through the tape and If they hear something that sounds like a voice or on one of the recordings but not on another one of the recordings, that means that means it's believed to be an e v p whereas if it was a noise that was made on all of the recordings, that could have just been like someone knocking at the door. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does to me. So, of course, naturally, what we did was take several recording devices off on a ghost walk with a psychic, the U of T campus, to see if we could recreate and capture the same kind of phenomenon, EVPs. So,
2: welcome to Oh I'm I'm Woodport. Oh, okay,
0: but but you know. University College
2: has one of Toronto's most famous ghost stories,
0: and there's actually many different versions of this story. Yeah, Yeah. so we looked a little ridiculous walking around the University of Toronto campus with a zoom deck and two mics, seeing if we could recreate these phenomena that we had been been studying this week.
1: Is there anybody with us? walking through these
0: steps. It was a beautiful night. It was a nice walk. We did not get any EVPs. Yeah,
1: but it was, you know, it's a lovely campus, and it was a lot of fun. So obviously, we've been having some fun with this, Shiloh, but I guess there's some psychological research that explains what we're hearing in these EVPs.
0: Yeah, I was looking into this all week, and um, this probably comes is no surprise to anyone, but there's not a lot of academic research that has been done about EVPs. Um, but there's a couple explanations that I found for, for what we're hearing and how we hear EVPs. Uh, the first one is priming, which is the influence of one stimuli on the response of the second. Um, so a listener's expectations can actually influence what they're hearing. So if I tell you I hear this in a noise, I'm more likely to hear that noise cuz I'm my brain is already set up to hear that.
1: So, what we're really talking about here is the power of suggestion.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I think I I kind of experienced this in my conversation with Daniel when he presented me with some he presented me with an EVP, but he told me what I was going to hear before before I played the clip. And I and I when I listened to the EVP, I, I heard exactly, exactly what he said I was going to hear. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely hear and that. And I just can't help but wonder if I would have heard the same thing had he not told me. That, yeah, that's kind of curious.
1: It yeah. tends to lead me to believe there might be something to that.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. All right. So I wanted to I wanted to sort of see if we could re- recreate or test out some EVPs. Um, I've got sample clips here that I'm going to play for Peter and for you guys at home, uh, and just see what you make of it. If you do, you hear noises in it. What happens if I tell you what you hear first versus if you just listen to it on your own? This sounds like fun. Okay, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a clip for you that he played for me, and this is the one when I heard it after he told me what I was going to hear. I fully agreed with him.
1: Oh, so I heard that um, it sounded a wee bit spooky. It was a woman's voice. And it was very um, soft and underneath.
0: Yeah. Do you think that they're saying anything specific?
1: May I hear it again, please, Shiloh? They're
2: not going mm-hmm. to follow up upstairs. If down here. Don't come.
1: It sounds like don't come something.
0: Okay. Well, that's close. That's close to what it is or what I was told it is. I was told it's don't count on it. And even as and even now when I listen to it, I can't not hear it.
1: Oh, that's very interesting. So now that you've told me what yeah. it is, I hear it, too. And yeah. it's really apropos in a sense, because it's right after one of the investigators says she's not going to fall down the stairs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of menacing. Totally, and when when he told me that, I was he told me before I listened to it, and I was like, "That's exactly what it is." And it's funny because now I can't unhear it, which brings me to another thing that uh, Daniel was sort of talking about with the with EVPs, where he says, you know, "The thing about them is is once you hear them, you can't unhear them. It's sort of the brain can is like becomes." one track once it it thinks that it's heard this EVP or heard this sound, or like it's heard a certain message.
2: The problem with EVPs, and this is something I've learned as well, is that the minute you hear something, uh, your your brain is set to that. Once you hear it, you always hear it. Well,
1: that kind of makes sense if you think about it. If you take that whole... The science around the way the brain works and looks for patterns. Once it's found the pattern, that pattern has kind of imprinted itself.
0: And then, and then the second sort of explanation for for why we hear words words and these noises is um, this phenomenon called patternicity, which is the brain the tendency of the brain to make meaning or patterns out of meaningless information. We have difficulty comprehending nonsense. Um so when we're presented with something that that we can't make sense of the brain sort of reconfigures it into into something that it can can comprehend so meaningless noises turn into words in these cases Well
1: that's something I definitely have heard of that the brain actually works that way it looks for patterns and that's how it processes information
2: so there's
0: the idea of, of um, priming and there's the idea of, of patternicity but then another thing that I've sort of was wondering about and just this idea of like you know you heard one thing when you listened to it right? Yeah I definitely did and I I heard another thing so how do you come to conclusions about EVPs or is it just our brains making different patterns in different ways yeah. right? So you would think if there was one thing being said through, through an electronic device, we'd all be hearing the same thing, right? We'd all be hearing the same message. Uh, and so a doctor uh, by the name of Mark Leary in 2013, he conducted an experiment to, to determine to what extent um, people agree on the interpretation of EVPs. So we would play a recording of, of an EVP to people and have them write down what they heard in the recorder recording and whichever interpretation was picked the most often was determined to be the right answer so to speak and he calculated how often and to what extent people got the quote right answer um and like how often do you think how often do you think people got the right answer?
1: No more than no more than fifty percent, I would imagine.
0: Oh, it's way less than that. Way less. way less than that. So the average agreement for all of these EVPs was twenty-one percent. Wow. Yeah.
1: Twenty-one percent. So one out of five times, at best.
0: Yeah. So there's not there's not a lot of agreement on on what people are hearing in these in these recordings.
1: Though it's always been the nature of these things, at least when I've seen them played on popular shows, that even the investigators themselves often disagree in what's being said or they look for the subject who they're playing it back to to say, what do you hear? In other words, it's almost open to debate that it's the presence of the EVP itself rather than the message That's the greatest of the greatest interest because it's almost a given that the message is going to be somewhat garbled, maybe a little hard to interpret. Hmm. But your point's well taken. I mean, 20% is not a good rate.
0: Yeah, and it feels weird to sort of commit yourself to something that there isn't an agreement on.
1: But this whole idea of the power of suggestion is really, Mm. I'm really Mm -hmm. taken by that because I see your point and I've seen it in action before.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest, the biggest takeaway. It's interesting the ways that our, our brain can interpret sound differently depending on the situation and depending on what we're, we're looking for in it. You know, we failed in our attempt to get an EVP. Yeah,
1: but being sound-obsessed, of course, we had to give it an effort.
0: True, true. Could you
1: leave us an artifact on this tape? Maybe your voices, something you'd like to share with us? Our psychic Catherine did predict we wouldn't find EVPs because she said that's not really how the ghost world works.
2: Oh, (laughs) no, (laughs) it doesn't work that way.
0: No.
1: And she did have an interesting prediction, to
0: I wanted to get sort of your, if you had any sort of intuition about the future of the show.
2: Oh, I think it's good. I already said that.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah.
2: I don't know who I said. Did I say it said to me. Yeah, yeah I already had a, when when you mentioned the show, and I thought, oh yeah, this is really good, and I loved the concept of it. And uh, I I even told Dave. I, said, I think I told you, didn't I? That this is going to be a hit show. I really feel that way.
0: Yeah. So Pete, what are your sort of big takeaways from from this episode?
1: Well, I started, of course, as you know, a true believer, and I still am a true believer, but I have a healthy respect for the skeptics and the skepticism around this. It is, at very best, a nebulous kind of field, Uh, too much confusion about certain things, and as you pointed out, not enough research, not enough kind of solid foundation to it. So it really does come down to a matter of faith.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So I started off the week as sort of a cynical non-believer, um, but I think I think sort of like diving into this world and speaking to the people that are doing it, it, it in, in no way has convinced me that that this is true, but it has sort of made me feel less antagonistic towards it. I guess. I'm now sort of like looking at this sort of paranormal world as, in a similar way to that I do is, is religion in that like it's not quite for me, but if somebody finds comfort in that and somebody finds community in that and they're not harming anyone and they're having fun, more power to you.
1: Amen to that. And if you're out there for Halloween, enjoy yourself but be safe. And we'll see you next time or hear you next time on Sounds Interesting. I know you hate those things, (laughs) Shiloh. Well, maybe we'll still be able to use it.
2: Up theme music.
0: so you got a couple people to thank this week uh first of all daniel from ghost walks
1: and katherine starkman and her partner david who are just delightful and gracious on our ghost walk
0: absolutely and as always playdate for the theme music